Hey. What's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 11th of September, 2011. That's, uh. <sighs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. I am. I think I cracked my screen, man, on my phone. Uh, I was on a mega bus yesterday. I was <laughs> fucking sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Mega bus, God, it's so fuck. That's so brutal, isn't it? People, the people hear that and go like, "Are you all right, man?" I was sleeping on the floor, <laughs> like like on the floor. <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't quite have the balls to. All right, so on the mega bus, that's the bus from London to you know the buses that go all over the UK. It's like a five and a half hour bus from London to Liverpool, and uh, it wasn't even a nighttime bus. <laughs> Like, in the morning and shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I see some guy, so the seats, you know, you get like two seats next to each other and then the aisle and then another two seats and it's set up like that. And, um, <sighs> alright, let me have a sip of tea here. Fucking, it's midday and I just woke up. Oh, baby. Yes, that is perfect tea. Um, everything's gonna be okay, guys. I, uh, I was asleep on the mega bus. Um, yeah, I saw some guy sleeping on the two seats, like, lying down. But it's like, that's a real struggle. And the dude was a small boy like me. Um, but it's still, like, that's you're crammed in and stuff. So I um, I just went down on the floor where you would normally put your feet, like, you know, the bit in between my seat and the seat in front, and went, like, what's the, how can I describe this? Like, laterally, you know, so with my feet hanging out into the aisles. There we go. And, uh, and put my jacket on the floor, like on the wall, so I could kind of prop my head against that, and then slept down there, and I really was thinking about turning 90 degrees, and having my head towards the back of the bus, and my feet towards the front, and just popping my feet out underneath the person in front of me's seat, but I was like, I just, I think if it was comfortable, we could countenance that situation, (laughs) countenance, what the fuck? We could uh, we could have that, but um, I don't know. The thing is, is that the seats aren't so far off the ground that I'm I'm not sure if it would definitely be comfortable or if I would need to just go like on my back because it's kind of more comfortable to lie on your side when you're sleeping on the floor, isn't it? So I wasn't sure if I'd like pop my feet out and then the person in front would be like, all right, I'm going to have to accept this situation now. And then like five minutes later, they'd go back. That would be the more embarrassing thing, right? To be like, I've debased myself. And also, it was for nothing. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be good or not, so I just didn't do it. And I just was like, I'll just take the... I'll take the the okay result of being able to lie on the floor. Anyway, so, and then I got up, and my phone was on the ground next to me. I was listening to a podcast, the Come Town podcast. My God, those guys have poisoned my fucking mind. Um, I was listening to the Come Town podcast, and then... I went to get up and I like put my hand on the ground to push myself up and I went on my phone screen and put like a lot of weight on it and I think I cracked it more. The thing is though is that it was already cracked so I'm not sure whether I've cracked it more than it already was or if I... I'm going to choose to believe that it was already that cracked, okay? Rather than accept the cold hard facts that are... (laughs) I was sleeping on the floor of a bus... Like a hobo, 
and I put my hand on the floor, and that, and that was the what led to me cracking my phone. No, I don't want to live in that world, and I don't need to. I can believe, I can accept alternate realities. So um, I'm in Liverpool now. I did hot water last night again. I did it on Wednesday last week, um, and it was fucking sick, lad. Fucking absolutely sick. Um, one of the best clubs in the country. I mean, everyone says it, and now I've been there, and I can fucking absolutely attest to that. It's outstanding. Um, they got two rooms, seven nights a week in Liverpool, which is not even in the top three biggest cities in this country. And all of a sudden, these guys, because they're just genius marketers, have figured out how to fucking fill these rooms and make stars of their resident comics as well. It's insane. Um, so I played the uh, the one on Seal Street on Wednesday, uh, and that's like there were like a hundred and thirty in. And then last night on the Monday on the new act night, people doing five to sevens, there were fucking two hundred people in. I went to the. Uh, the one on Hardman Street, um, and it's a 220-seat theatre. It's phenomenal. It's like theatres, it's like seating you would find in like a like a cinema, uh, and they're all packed together real close. The crowd's just on top of you. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, man, yeah, it's outstanding. Um, so I did that last night. Uh, also, I've heard that the last night was being recorded, so those videos will be up. So I might even be able to link you guys a video on my... I just did... I, I got spooked a little at the start because I met this girl and she was like a comic as well and she was just like, oh, um, she told me that they, they record everything on the Mondays and I was like, fuck, do I want to burn my material? Like my, I was just going to do my best set because I want to show off and try and get booked for the paid weekends there and, uh, and then she said that and I was like, fuck, do I want to burn that stuff or, I mean, that's what I do though, like I do my material when I'm trying to do my best, I'm not going on there and trying to riff, you know, just to, so that I don't burn a thing, risk not going as well, but not burn the material, and I, uh, eventually I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just do the material, and I, I feel like not that many people watch the shit anyway, you know, maybe for like Adam and, and Paul, the two guys who are like the, the fucking top dogs at the club, people go there to see them, so they'll that would be burning gear for them. But for anyone else who's there, I don't know, man. I don't think people are actually going to watch these these clips. I went down a little YouTube hole this morning when I woke up and I was just like looking at all the hot water clips. Go on, man. Hot Water Comedy Club. Search that. Go on YouTube and suss out some comics from the UK. They The recordings are fantastic. And uh, they're doing like a, they're doing like a, um, like a Laugh Factory thing. It's like the Laugh Factory, how they have that in LA and they have big comics coming down and, um, and doing sets and then they put those sets on, on fucking YouTube. That's what Hot Water are doing, basically. And they've got like the logo behind the stage and it's like this iconic thing. Fuck, man. It's such a good club. I really want to get in there. Um, I'm at, I'm staying, I'm staying at the, uh, the wonderful Kyle Legacy's house, actually, in Liverpool, Kyle Legacy, fucking Kyle Legacy, what are you fucking doing, lad, <laughs> the ridiculous man that is Kyle Legacy, um, comic from, from Liverpool, um, but kind of started comedy over in Australia, and, and, like, uh, the Australian comedy scene knows him a lot more than, the British comedy scene does. I'm staying with his fucking grandparents. It's so wild. They're these two short old scouse, um, scouse people, scouses, and uh, I got back with them last night. 
<laughs> and uh, and they were just like having a beer. They were up until like one. His grandparents were up until fucking one, and uh, telling some like a sad story about how their um their uh, one of Carl's cousins got like was scared in a taxi because the taxi driver was being a dick or whatever. But the way they were talking was just like this motherfucker doesn't hold back around his grandparents. I love that, you know. Like, his grandma at one point was just like, you're probably out taking drugs. You're probably out there taking drugs, weren't you, Carl? <laughs> Even just the way she said drugs, I was like, I thought that people with that accent would be too conservative to start, to even use the word drugs. Not at all, man. This lady fucking went for it. Um, <clears throat> so I'm here. Uh, I've got another one tonight at uh, Hot Water, doing a 15 instead of that 5 to 7. I was real bummed when I found out I was doing 5 to 7. I was, <laughs> I was fucking, I thought tonight was going to be that. When she told me, um, when the comic I met told me that it was going to be 5 to 7, I thought I might be on for 5 to 7 tonight as well. And that was like, man, I did not come up from London to do two fives at a, f- I don't care how many people I'm doing it to. That's not... <laughs> I want to be doing fives. Thank fuck I'm doing a 15 tonight. Um, um, but then I'm... Uh, oh, tomorrow I'm going back to London and I'm, I've am got tickets for me and my mate Maz to go and see... Um, to go and see uh, Kanye West. Uh, how do I explain... I've really struggled to explain this to people, to be honest. Um, it's... College dropout played by an orchestra. Kanye, well, how is that so hard? I've been saying an orchestral rendition of the college dropout Kanye West's first album. Do people know? Surely people know. That's a fucking classic, isn't it? The college dropout is an instant classic. I always get confused between which one's which, actually. I mean, I know they're both classics. But the college dropout is the one with, like, Jesus Walks. Through the wire. God, why is my Spotify taking so long to fucking load? You know why? It's because your phone fucking sucks, mate. College dropout. Yeah, we don't care. Graduation day all falls down. I'll fly away. Oh, man. Spaceship. Jesus walks. Never let me down. Get them high. Workout plan. Slow jams. Breathe in, breathe out. School spirit. Two words. Through the wire. Family business. Oh, my God, man. Like, what a fucking album. Damn it. The only thing... I, w- I thought that that was going to end with Big Brother because that's a huge tune. My big brother was big brother. Used to be Dame and kids, brother. All you hip-hop brothers. Oh, you know ID fam. No ID my man torn. I let the story begin. Uh, uh. I let the story begin. <laughs> I won't do the whole thing. Um, fuck, man. I just... I can't wait to see how they do that, though, you know? Like, are they gonna... Is there gonna be someone up front rapping or is it, like... Imagine if Kanye West dropped in. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just—he'd probably just make it all about him. If Kanye West came to an orchestral rendition of the College Dropout, he would probably make it worse. <laughs> It'd probably be a real bummer. <laughs> Everybody, get out the way! I'm gonna read my poems. <laughs> it just makes it all about himself. I got something I wanna say. <laughs> um, no man it's gonna be fucking sick I, I cannot wait <clears throat> I saw the tickets that they came out in like early August and I was like oh do I do I and then late August I was like fuck it I just let's do it 
And uh, uh, it's insane to me that um, some people have like, I, I asked my friend Mark if he wants to come and he's like, ah, I never really got into Kanye. I was like, what are you fucking talking about, man? Never got into Kanye. God, shut up. Everyone, fu- dude, the guy's a genius. I don't fucking care whether he's crazy. He's crazy right now. He's the Jose Mourinho of rap music. Oh my God, that's a phenomenal comparison. I want to tell Kyle when I get out of this room here and stop finishing this podcast. He's the only, he's like a person who will understand that. If you don't keep up on the English Premier League or, or football, Jose Mourinho is a co- he's the coach of Manchester United right now. Previously, the coach of he led Porto um, to the European Championship, like the Champions League. But that's insanity, right? There's a small team from Portugal, and then he coached Chelsea, and then Real Madrid, and then Chelsea again, and now Manchester United. Oh, and uh, uh, AC Milan in that time. Yeah, maybe AC Milan or something like that. I don't know, but for his early career, he was like a genius, and they called him the special one. And uh, he, you know was just, it was like, people were saying it was like he could, uh, there's a story of a, a player who played in one of his teams at Porto that were like, it was like he could see the future, because he, uh, he said in the lead up to a big game, uh, he said the referee won't be able to handle it, and like handle the pressure, and at some point he's going to send one of our players off, so we need to practice playing with 10 men, and the game came around, and that's exactly what happened, one of their players got sent off, because of the pressure of the big game, the referee had to make a snap decision, and evidently Mourinho thought that the pressure led to him making the decision to send the guy off because he felt he needed to put his foot down. And and so they played with 10 men, but because they'd practiced playing with 10 men, they fucking they held on and they were fine. And that's incredible, like, psychological shit. So the guy was a genius, but now it's gotten to the point where, like, he's losing his mind at, at Man United and, like, he keeps giving these press conferences where he just needs to remind people of his previous successes. He's going, like, remember how many... Like, after he loses a game and he's like, remember how many times I've won the, the Premier League? Three times. I deserve respect. And it's like, yeah, but you lost the game, man. That's kind of what Kanye West is like right now. He's not trying to remind people of shit. But he's just saying crazier and craziest, crazier and crazier stuff. And everyone's like, oh, remember the college dropout? Remember how great that was? wish we could go back to that that's it for me man like i don't know maybe it's my drop off in interest with rap music but like it really seems like he's just been on a steady decline for like college dropout and uh and late registration amazing graduation also amazing but not as good as the first two and then 808 and Heartbreaks, I see that as its own thing. 808s and Heartbreaks, I, I hated it at the time because I wasn't into synths and I was still on this whole, like, auto-tune, fuck you. I can accept that I was wrong now. Um, and then we get to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was... It was amazing. It was really good. But it was the start of him being, like, a commercial product in his own right rather than the music being the centre of everything. Does that... Do you know what I mean? Like, it, all those guest appearances and shit, Elton John and fucking, like, Rihanna and, I don't know, man. It just, like, getting fucking Paul McCartney into, like, Dinger Triangle in the middle of track five or whatever the fuck it was, you know? It's just, like, I don't know. It, <clears throat> I read an article at that around that time that I think I'm regurgitating the opinions of right now, but it was basically to the effect of, like, he's just, like, a he's, like, a collecting artists like they're Pokemon cards, you know? 
like he sees himself as greater because he has enough pull to get all of these people to work on his album. Um, and then what came after that? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I mean, there's there's some amazing songs on that. Most of those songs are amazing, actually. That's an amazing album. But then there was like fucking what? Yeezus, something else, and then Yeezus and something. I'd fucking stop paying attention after that. And now, he, what, he did that thing with seven tracks on the album. <laughs> I think it's becoming pretty clear, actually, that I'm just not interested in rap music anymore, rather than <laughs> one of the greatest artists of the 21st century is, re- is, is delivering diminishing returns on his music. Maybe I'm just not interested in rap music anymore. Maybe that's what this is. <laughs> one of the greatest artists of all time. Of all time. um but um yeah man i can't wait to see that fucking show that is going to be fucking sick lad um let's um i know i know i've got more fucking shit to talk about car legacy oh that's right i just um car legacy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I'm in his house right now, like in his parents' uh, grandparents' house, like in this fucking the room that he graciously allowed me to sleep in because he slept on the couch. I was like, that's crazy. Also, uh, Kyle Legacy sleeps with a sleep. Ma- he has like a airplane like eye mask. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> if he listens to this, he's gonna be like, "Yo, you fucking calling me out, lad." <laughs> um. Uh, I just read Trevor Noah's book, man. Trevor Noah's book, Born, uh, Born a Crime. Man, look, I, I'd heard from, like, a few, um, comics on the South, uh, South Africans. If you don't know who Trevor Noah is, The Daily Show, he took over from, from, uh, Jon Stewart on The Daily Show. Is it Jon Stewart or the other cunt? No, it is Jon Stewart on The Daily Show, right? So, he's huge. One of the biggest comics in the world, for sure, right now. And the dude's young as fuck as well. He's like 35 and shit, you know. He just blew up straight away. But I'd heard from other South African comics, because he's South African, that uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Trevor Noah is, actually, then fucking, what, how do you know who I am? Do you know what I mean? That's insane. Um, anyway, God, I keep getting sidetracked. Trevor Noah, I'd heard from other South African comics that he's like, he's a joke thief. He's a renowned joke thief. And even, um... Oh, I've just forgotten the dude's name. Uh, the big Canadian guy. Indian, Canadian. Oh, that's going to annoy the fuck out of me. Um, anyway, who cares? He's been called out by, by big comics lately. Not just, um, not just like random comics. But the, the, so the story goes is that like he, um, he doesn't steal, oh, he like steals premises and makes them better, and people would be like, hey man, you just did my joke, like, I saw you on stage doing my joke, and he wouldn't even deny it, he'd be like, yeah, but I did it better, so, what do you want, you know, I made it better, which is still brutal, man, because you can't steal people's, like, you know, fucking thoughts or whatever like that, but, um, he's gotten so big now that everyone's kind of, in his scene, has moved past that to just being proud of him, like, that's how huge he is, anyway, I had that opinion of him, because I'd heard those stories, and I was like, oh, I don't really know about this, like, guy, and I don't, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his comedy, it's good, and he fills theatres and whatever, but it's not, like, the kind of comedy that I love, um, 
so I just, sorry if that popped real weird. Let me look at that on the, oh no, that's okay. If you can't handle me when I'm clearing my throat, then you don't deserve me when I'm singing my songs. <laughs> um, uh, God, this is the fucking the worst book review ever that I'd take five minutes clearing my throat and explaining who the cunt who wrote the book is. Fuck me. Um, <clears throat> I'd written him off for the longest time, uh, but I read his book and it is phenomenal. Like, the story, his life, he was born to a, a black mother and a white father whose entire relationship was illegal because under apartheid, black people and white people having sex was literally against the law. And so if you had uh, a kid who wasn't white but wasn't dark enough, like, as all of the other black people, people knew that a white and a black person had had sex and it was illegal on his birth certificate no father is listed because they didn't want like if they listed a white father then his mum would have gone to jail and they would have had to take the kid away isn't that fucking insane from the moment he was born he was against the law and a breach of the law and he couldn't go outside when he was growing up because if they had seen a, a like a coloured kid in the black area um then uh, the police would have taken him away. And if there was a, a coloured kid... That, by the way, coloured is literally... Uh, it's not like a... I feel weird saying it because I know it's like, you're coloured. How's I did a gig in Luton years ago? And uh, uh, Donald Mack, a, a black comic from South London, drove me up and he was emceeing the show. I was doing an open spot. He drove me up. And uh, we get to the show, and it's a bar. There's like eight people in the bar in an open space, and the the bartender's like, "Yeah, here's the gig. All right, fucking, there's the stage." And um, <laughs> Donald gets up. Like we try and start a bit later, but nothing's happening. Or they try to make me pay for water as well. By the way, they try to charge me a pound for water at the bar. I'm performing on the fucking show. Never mind a free beer. Charged for water. I go. I went into the toilets and drank out of the fucking taps. Fuck you already. Um, and then Donald gets on stage and one of the, f like, fucking five people sitting at the bar turns to the stage and goes, He's coloured! Like, oh my god. Like, they'd never even seen a black person before. It was insanity. Anyway, so I, that's kind of how I feel when I... God, that was an awful gig. Um, at the end of that gig, by the way, the headliner went on, did 20 minutes, and then the bartender had said, No, we thought you were doing 30 minutes. And he said, well, I've been booked for 20 minutes, so give me my money. And the bartender said, no, I'm not giving you your money unless you go back up there for another 10 minutes and do the rest of your time. So this guy, who was a national headliner at that point, headlining all the clubs in the country, went on stage in the worst mood after, the bar after having a fight in with the bartender in front of the now 20 people in the show. And the people are going, come back, we love you. That's a northern accent. We were in Luton. Anyway... Um, they were like, we love you. And he was like, I, it's not the point. I was, wasn't booked to do this. This is like bad principles, whatever. Goes back on stage and like just stony face performs another two songs, snatches his money out of the bartender's hand and leaves. So that was a fucking awful gig. So that's how I feel. <laughs> I think of that when I say the word colored, cause it's like, yeah, but it's actually in, in South Africa, uh, it's, a it's a racial classification for people who are mixed white and black. They, they call themselves colored and that's kind of how they identify. Um, 
and so to have a, a to, to have a color there were like specific colored areas there were the black areas which were the townships and then the white areas which were the center of the cities and then the colored areas and then indian areas as well um all segregated and all played off against each other for status in society which is how the white people kept them subservient and he explains all of this kind of stuff in his book it's really fucking amazing interspersed with the insane stories of him growing up and uh and being like completely his own classification he didn't feel like he fit in with the colored people or the black people or the white people definitely wasn't indian and uh so he just grew up in in fucking complete isolation but also that was kind of how and he talks about his mum and how his mum raised him to like be self-determined and be his own person and she didn't know that apartheid was going to end but she raised him as if it was going to anyway because she wanted him to be free of the segregation that existed in south africa it's an amazing book you should absolutely read it trevor noah born a crime um so oh actually i've got heaps of more fucking stories to tell let me do some music um i've been listening to uh, marabou state kingdoms in color it's the new album by marabou state sorry i'm just getting a bit of vertigo and nausea i think i might be hungover. oh dear um, <laughs> that was after I was swigging my tea. God, my head just started fucking bumping, man. Um, Marabou State, Kingdoms in Colour. I don't know how to describe Marabou State because I'm not very good at describing music, but it came up on my Spotify. You know, those things that sometimes come up on Spotify. It's just like, hey, maybe you like this new album that just came out. That's fucking awesome, that feature. Marabou State, as Wikipedia says, are an English electronic music duo consisting of Chris Davids and Liam Ivory. They've released a handful of EPs and an album, Portraits. Besides their own material, the two producers have also done remixes for the likes of Alpines and Lana Del Rey. Well, I mean, this is out of date. Kingdoms in Colour, there we go, 2018, baby! The duo perform internationally and are signed to Counter Records, an imprint of UK independent label Ninja Tune. It's fucking sick, dude. 100% check that out. If you like the genres listed as dance electronic, I'm. it's got a bit more of a driving kind of beat to it. Little light on the vocals, which I like. Um, maybe I should start trying to write down my thoughts on music every week so I can be more prepared to talk about it like this rather than just every time. I, I just like house music, so every time I fucking sit down to talk about music, I'm like, it's kind of housey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about, like, fucking Willie Nelson or something. He's got, like, a bit of a house influence, you know? <laughs> it's just, like, got house on the brain, so that's all I can think about. Um, what's on their Twitter feed? We are both extremely excited to announce a bunch of new tour dates across the UK, Europe, and North America where we'll be able to share our music with you live. We look forward to seeing you all at some point along the way. I mean, yeah, sure. They're, 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 this is how they're big enough that their social media feed has no fucking personality. If that gives you an idea about the level that they're at, you know what I mean. Some people's social media feeds, like when they're not that big, they're still like, "Oh, bloody eating a sandwich," and you're like, "Oh, you're a person, dope." But these guys are, you know. Thank you to all our fans for supporting us and believing in us. We're so very grateful. Here's a picture of a sunset and a man with a beard. Anyway, Kingdoms of Colour is fucking sick. Check that out. And then I've also been listening to... Check out the tune Aviator by Jesper Riom. 
J E S P E R R Y O M M for Minder, which is what we used to call disabled people in Adelaide. <laughs> um, that's a fucking that is actually house music. I put that on a uh, like a a fucking radio the other day of that song on Spotify, and it came up trumps man it was a fucking good radio i've been listening to that like all yesterday um <clears throat> check out jesper on man i'll go on resident advisor this dude's kind of a smaller dj i guess from denmark music that touches the listener has a certain necessity in its core a kind of lure that very well encapsulates jesper Rion's musical universe with samples fetched from an admirably eclectic music collection and with a penchant for hip-hop dub and, and then it just cuts off. Hip-hop, dub, and self-played guitar riffs. He puts together atmospheres that have so much essentiality in them that they instantly possess the listener. Fuck, that's bad writing. Okay, maybe the guys at this level are like... <clears throat> they're trying to take themselves too seriously because they're still like... They're writing their own bios or like their PR is writing it for them or something. <laughs> Listen to these fucking... Just, just like really reaching for, it's hard to pinpoint if it's melancholia or dreams pervading his sensible soundscapes, but what's sure is that Jesper would suffer was he unable to convey his moods through his laptop, whether it's reflective house chords or delic- or delicately drawing, drawling dub beats that are in focus, there's a continuous presence and playfulness spreading through his very idiosyncratic sound. I mean, that is... <laughs> absolutely fucking horrific writing even just the tropes that they're leaning on there is like whether it's this or that it's still this like that fucking set you know or like it's like it's just comparing two things and that like listen to how these two sentences are exactly the same it's hard to pinpoint if it's melancholia or dreams pervading his sensible soundscapes but what's sure is that jesper would suffer were he unable to convey his moods through his laptop so that's one here's the other one whether it's reflective house chords or delicately drawling dub beats that are in focus there's a continuous presence and playfulness spreading through his very idiosyncratic sound now let me try and put the clauses from that first sentence into the second sentence. All right. Whether it's melancholia or dreams pervading his sensible soundscapes, the there's uh, uh, Jesper. W- oh, there we go. Whether it's whether it's melancholia or dreams pervading his sensible soundscapes, Jesper would suffer. Was he unable to convey the moods through his laptop? And then, uh, it's hard to point, pinpoint, it's hard to pinpoint if it's reflective house chords or delicately drawling dub beats that are in focus. Um, but what's sure is there's a continuous presence and playfulness spreading throughout his very, it's the same sentence. I, d- I don't know if that made sense to any of you guys, but like, f- it's just fucking bad writing because it's just, just, like write something that you actually feel, write the feeling, don't just plug words into a structure. Do you know what I mean? God, that makes me fucking upset. Samples fetched from an ad- admirably eclectic music collection. Admirably, ec- admirably eclectic. With a penchant for hip-hop dub and self-played guitar riffs. Really, is it a penchant? Or are those the things that he likes? 
Why are you using these fucking words? He puts together atmospheres that have so much essentiality to them. I mean, that just makes you want to fucking vomit, doesn't it? Fuck you, whatever PR wrote that. And if Jesper Riom wrote that, then fuck you too, man. You make dope music, but fucking stay away from the written word. Um, I guess I can. I got time for one more thing, maybe. Um, I uh, Trevor Noah, hot water. Trevor Noah, get out of my car. Get (laughs) get out of my car. I'm having real fun, man. I'm looking forward to today. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Um, I, uh, oh, no, I reckon I might call it, actually. Fuck it. I'll save some shit for next week. Um, that's been me, man. You guys have been listening to Sitting Under a Tree. And uh, if you've liked this, fuck yeah, rate and subscribe the shit. Uh, rate and subscribe. Like iTunes. Do the thing on iTunes, you know? Follow me on Instagram. Tell your friends about it. Share it on your story. I'm going to share a story about this in a second. Fucking share it on your story if you like it. Tell some cunts about it. You fuckheads. <laughs> no, thank you guys for listening, man. Uh, um, I've been Aiden Taco Jones. You've been listening to Sitting Under a Tree. Peace. <laughs>